Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, this is episode 17 of Brentwood Barbell Radio. And today we're going to talk about how to manage your training in a busy weight room. Um, this is becoming more and more of a, a relatable topic at our gym, especially in the 530 groups. Um, they tend to, I don't know, what do we, we've seen a couple of 20 plus workouts here recently, 20 plus mm-hmm. people. Yep. Um, you know, we're like a lot of times uh, the average class is, you know, six to 10. Right. Yeah. Typically. And so, so we're kind of working through some of this stuff administratively as well. And so we thought it would be just an interesting time to talk about it since it's on, um, the top of our minds. Um, but we'll kind of like talk, uh, talk through this from the perspective of the athlete, I think is what we want to do. Um, and if you are one of those folks training in that 5:30 class, then uh, be sure and uh, listen and uh, take some notes, and hopefully we'll um, improve your training economy or efficiency. Um, so, okay, um, I think the biggest thing we wanted to talk about is uh, this idea of training, like. A lot of our training is in the power rack. It's basically mm-hmm. power rack training, right? Squatting, pressing, pulling. Um, and for a long time, especially like in a post-COVID uh, world, like basically an athlete had their own power rack, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really nice. Um, but as the gym fills up, it's probably more likely that you're going to have to share that power rack with another athlete. So I think let's talk about that. Um and then, uh, and then we'll go from there. So I know we have worked with uh, like the football team yeah, uh, and we've had, you know, 20, 20 and 30 kids, you know, if there were, if they were at our place, we had eight racks, but we also saw them at their place and they had four racks. Right. So let's, let's talk about that. Like, how do you go about, um, getting groups of people, reasonably large groups of people, through a workout when you have, you know, four to eight, you know, we'll call them stations. What, yeah. do, what do you think when you do that? Yeah. So I go through this too with the youth training classes, having more, you know, 10 to 15 kids. I usually try to pair them up in terms of size. So we're not having to, you know, a lot of people try to think of it as, oh, we squat about the same. We're going to go in the same rack, but there's like a half a foot difference in height. <laughs> so yeah. that's where it becomes an issue. So finding somebody who's relatively close in height is probably the best option. So you guys don't have to try to pick up the squat bar, move the rack height up, move the rack height down. Um, So you guys are close in height. Changing plates is so much easier than doing that. (laughs) So just, you know, if you got to throw on 50 pounds, take off 50 pounds, that's a, you know, two second pit crew change. (laughs) You know, you don't have to, you know, jack up the weight. Somebody has to stand up with it and then you move the, the rack height. That's just, that's just too much. So, Try to find someone who's relatively close in height. Um, and honestly, too, uh, like, you know, that's, I mean, that's really the only, you know, barrier or whatever. Um, you know, experience level doesn't necessarily matter. Um, you guys can, one person can be doing a set of five of squats. Some person can be doing a set of eight of squats. That doesn't matter. Um, again, just changing those weights are not, it's not a big, uh, big change. Yeah, I think there are a couple of things um, like potentially uh, that are really, really beneficial 
uh, when you're kind of working out of a, whether it's just like you and another person or maybe even three, like three, yeah. three to four people at a rack works just fine mm-hmm. too. Um, if we're lifting weights, there's got to be some amount of rest period between your work sets. Uh, and so they're working while you're resting and uh, the whole time stuff is happening and there's no one standing around watching training. Um, but I think two really big uh, things to talk about here are number one, if you're training with a guy or a girl that's stronger than you, that's motivating. Uh, uh, that's awesome. Right. Hopefully it's motivating um, because you have, you know, someone to chase, so to speak. I mean, you're always competing with yourself to get better uh, in the weight room, but it's also okay to compete with the person next to you, Yeah, um, you know, in a constructive way. Like, so that's something that I think can be really beneficial. If, if I'm in a group of four and I have the lowest bench press in that group, um, I'm going to, you know, sort of bring my A game every mm-hmm. time we bench press at least um, because uh, I want to close the gap. You know, right. I don't want to be the guy with the lowest bench. So I think that's really motivating uh, from a performance standpoint. The other thing I think that is really potentially useful is if I'm new <clears throat> and I'm learning like how to train, so to speak, uh, and I'm in a rack with a, another, you know, person or maybe even a couple and they've been there for a while, like they're going to like expedite my uh my learning process or learning curve, if you will. I mean, you know, we take people through um, this intro program where they get a lot of one-on-one time with a coach and we teach them how to perform these movements, the major sort of barbell movements, but by no means when they get done with that, are they like, you know, experienced lifters? I mean, it's four workouts. So they're really just getting the very, very low hanging fruit from that but there's still a lot of learning to be done. And I think if you're training three times a week uh, and you have a rack buddy, you know, uh, and they've been there for a year and a half or six months even, yeah, there's a lot that you can learn from that person. And hopefully they're willing to share that and encourage you. And hopefully you're willing to hear that and, and, you know, get better, you know, at lifting. So I think those are two really, really big reasons from an athlete perspective on why not training by yourself mm-hmm. um, could be better. Um, yeah. You know, from our standpoint, uh, on the coaching side or administrative side, it manages the flow of traffic much more effectively because, again, no one is standing around. Yeah. You know, uh, there's nothing worse than going to the gym to squat and then, like, oh, there are no squat racks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. that used to happen to me all the time when I worked at a commercial facility. Mm-hmm. I would walk up the stairs with my client and I'd have a nine week or whatever cycle squat cycle laid out, you know, and I'm so proud of it. I just I got all the numbers. <laughs> I got all the stuff. Right. right. Nice little bow on it. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody is like, you know, doing pushups or curls in the rack, you know, <laughs> uh, or some, something, oh, maybe yeah. they, they're probably not squatting, but maybe they were. Oh, yeah. But the point is, it's like, you know, you turn to your client, you're like, well, I guess we're leg pressing or doing lunges today. Mm-hmm. And there goes my squat cycle. So, um, you know, that's really frustrating from an athlete uh, perspective. So we want to do the best we can to make sure everybody is training, you know, when they walk in the door. So I think sharing rack is uh, a really easy thing to do. I think oh, it's a sure. fun thing to do. And I think it's a really beneficial thing to do. Are there any other uh, sort of tips or tricks that you have, uh, for, uh, for folks when they're training in a busy gym? 
No, I mean, I mean, if you're one of the people who are, you know, kind of shy, don't want to ask, just ask one of the coaches, and we'll help pair you up with someone. Um, yeah. Everybody here at the gym is nobody's going to be like, oh, I got to work with this guy. <laughs> like nobody is like sure. that. You're seeing the same eight to ten whatever people every single day. We want you guys to form those relationships. Um, that's why we program the way that we do so that, you know, programs like the session might take an hour, but the class is hour and a half. So you have some time to kind of talk and hang out or whatever. Um, so you guys can form those relationships. It becomes a fun environment for you guys. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, ask the coach, double check. We'll, we'll help pair you up with someone. Yeah, I think that's, um, <clears throat> that's important because, you know, the coaches are there <clears throat> ultimately to, to facilitate your training, right? So yeah. uh, that's just a component of facilitating your training. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't be hesitant to ask. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's probably the single biggest thing to do is just pair up. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are other things you can do as well, like the sort of the general uh, way that we would program would be something like a couple of barbell lifts and then, you know, two to four accessory lifts. We just call them accessories or yeah. special exercises or whatever. Uh, and they tend to be things like sleds and dumbbells and chin-ups and, you know, non-barbell things. Uh, you can, um, there's a couple of ways you can do this. You know, traditionally that type of stuff is a circuit. Yeah. Um, if you're in a busy gym, that can be tough because it's like, okay, I have lat pull downs, sled pushes, uh, step ups and, you know, leg raises or whatever. That's like four different spots that you're going to try to tie up to do your circuit. Um, if the gym is busy, one of the ways we have worked around that is uh, we will have folks do like one exercise at a time, but maybe they do like a certain amount of reps every minute on the minute. So for example, yeah. with like dumbbell, let's say you're doing incline dumbbell bench um, and then you're going to go over and do lat pull downs. Well, instead of doing them back and forth, we will just say, okay, for the next five minutes, you're going to do eight incline dumbbell bench presses every minute on the minute. Mm-hmm. And so in five minutes, you're done with your incline dumbbell bench presses. Um, now, does that have any impact on the training? Well, you're probably going to lift a little bit less weight because you're not resting quite as long. However, we, we have taken that into consideration, and that is why we typically do pretty heavy stuff with a barbell. Right. So at, at that point in the workout, you don't necessarily need something maximally heavy. You need work. Right. Right. So it's got to be heavy enough, hard enough, but it doesn't have to be your best. Um, it just has to be hard enough. So, so that type of training works really well. So that person might do five minutes of incline dumbbell benching. They might do five minutes of lat pull downs. They might do five minutes of sled dragging, and then they might do five minutes of leg raises or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and the interesting thing about that, I don't know about you. Uh, usually when somebody starts doing that, I know when I started doing it, uh, I had to use like really light weights. Yeah. But after about, uh, you know, a block or two, so three, six weeks of it, mm -hmm. um, your weights like climb back up to where they oh, were, sure. were sort of like, you know, as my old high school coaches say, lollygagging around, <laughs> um, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm pressing the sixties or the seventies. Yeah. And 
after a couple of blocks, you're like, yeah, I'm still working with the sixties or the seventies every minute on the minute. Yeah. And so it's just interesting how you can uh, progress, even though the, you know, you're, you have those constraints. Uh, so that's a great way to do accessory work. Yeah. You just like your one station, you're working really hard. And then when you're sort of tapped out, you move on to the next station. Uh, we do that quite a lot. Uh, um, have you, do you have any other ways right now that you are liking to, to program accessory stuff? Um, so I actually have a couple of programs out right now where they're doing both of those. So they're doing the minute on the minute and then two days, they're also doing some light or some, you know, they're focusing on one exercise. So something that they can generally go a little bit heavier on. So it might be like a hack squat. So they're not doing that for a minute on the minute, but then later on the week, they're doing leg extensions minute on the minute. Sure. Um, so, uh, right now I'm doing a lot of that. But in terms of like with class two, um, I've been putting in time slots for like conditioning work. So say if someone, it's just like five to 10 minutes, it's just general, it's just GPP. Um, So I've had a few people, whenever they come in, usually they might finish with this, but I'll have them just start with it. You have five minutes on the sled. This person has two sets left it'll be an easy transition. I'll let this person know that you're going to, you know, come by and get their rack once they're done with those two sets. So you work on your five minutes of sled work and then you can hop right in. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's another time slot. That's kind of easy to move around. Um, and that's available to anybody. It doesn't, you know, it's not like if I don't have sled work or GPP in your program, you know, yeah, you're not allowed to hop on that sled. <laughs> I'll never tell sure. anybody no on the sled, For but, sure. um, yeah, so it's just an easy way to, if you kind of look at your day of training, you can kind of see what, you know, and ask the coach again, you know, that's totally fine. That's why we're there. But, um, you know, just how can I organize my day to, you know, to make this most time efficient? Or is there something that I can throw in with my bench press? Can I do my chin-ups during my bench press? And things like that. So that you're not, one, if you're, you know, the type where I have 40 minutes, I really got to get into work. Or if, um you know, you just gotta, you, you don't want to take up too much space at a time. So you can just kind of knock out multiple things at one time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the gist of most of the folks training at our gym. You know, they want to be in better shape. They want to be stronger, but they're all sort of hampered by, um, the time that they have to, to do those things. So, you know, we don't have anyone who walks in and is like, I got however much time you can give me. Like nobody says that, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. about an hour. Like it's yeah. about an hour, give or take 10 minutes. Yeah. Either. I'm realizing that now being a new dad, like training's got to take a back seat sometimes, you know, and you know, absolutely. I still get my training in, but it's definitely not as high of a priority as it used to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, I used to go to this back whenever I first started training and powerlifting or whatever, I went to this other gym and, I saw this guy squatting and he, you know, he it was like 600 something pounds for reps. So I, I went up and I was like, can I work with you? <laughs> so I hopped in with him and then he, you know, would wrap my knees and all this stuff, whatever. But man, our sessions, it was like, you know, we trained five days a week. I was there three hours a night yeah. and that, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> so I'm realizing <laughs> yeah. that now, like, you know, these, you know, uh, I'm starting to kind of, feel that demographic a little bit better and realize, you know, what, what is a, you know, the, 
taking the front seat in uh, people's lives now. So, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a big deal because uh, it happens to all of us at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the things that you can do if you're an athlete is one, be clear about what you're training for. So what are your goals? Um, and make sure that you're running a program that is consistent with those goals because the, the elements of that program will just make sense to you. Um, I think the second thing is find a training buddy in the gym, mm-hmm. uh, get in a rack with them. Uh, push them, let them push you, uh, and kind of enjoy training with somebody in that way. I think that's a, I think that's a fun way to train. Mm-hmm. And then I think the last piece is just uh, be smart about your accessory training. Um, you know how much you're doing, how you're doing it. Um, you know, and and setting it up in a way that allows you to get some of that work in, but also allows you to get in and out of the gym in a reasonable amount of time. So. Yeah. You know, there are no, to my knowledge, no, no dumbbell bench press competitions. So, uh, dumbbell bench pressing is great, uh, super useful, but it's a dumbbell bench press. Yep. Right. Nobody asks you how much you dumbbell bench press. (laughs) How much you dumbbell bench, right? Nobody cares. So, uh, so grab a pair and get to work Yeah. and get the hell out of there. So, okay. Uh, all right. That's about all I got. You got anything else? Uh, sign up for class. (laughs) That's it. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. Uh, that way we can start thinking about the session before you guys even get there. Yeah. So yeah we, we want to make it the best we can for you guys. So, Absolutely. All right, cool. Thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully you picked up something useful out of this. Uh, this was probably the first episode we ever did just like right off the top of our heads. I feel You're like we had zero <laughs> notes. So uh, hopefully there was something in there useful for you guys. Uh, if, uh, if you have other questions or thoughts or comments, drop us a line. Uh, let us know what they are. You can get a hold of me at james at brentwoodbarbell.com. You can get a hold of Alex at uh, alex at brentwoodbarbell.com. Uh, you can drop your questions there, and we will uh, we'll get to them as quickly as we can. Thanks, guys. Later. See you.